welcome to a positive spin, a well-being podcast without all the BS. Although that's becoming a loose promise. <laughs> oh yeah, lots of some of the S, lots of the S, mostly all S. Life is shit. The world sucks. I'm Kate Barron <laughs> and I'm Sarah Starkman. What is a pachyderms? Well, we I just, thought you meant no. The best was because you asked pachyderm. What's a pachyderms? Oh, derbs, like yeah. A pack of derbs. It's I thought a, you meant like, you know, people that are just like derp to derp. A pack of derby derbs. I thought you had some slang for weed. I thought you meant like weed. people that were like stupid and like walked into walls with like silly hats on. We're gonna, don't talk about me like that. <laughs> um, a pack of derm is a large mammal with thick skin, especially an elephant, <sighs> rhino, or hippo. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay, whatever. I don't even know what we're talking about. Pachyderms. Pachyderms. Episode 14. Yay. All about pachyderms. Just kidding. It's the all pachyderm episode. (laughs) Move over, Allie. We have pachyderms in the house. (laughs) I'm sure she's very glad that she's not grouped in with the pachyderms. I'm a derp. I'm a derp. I'm a a derp. I'm a derp derp. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're crazy. What's going on? How are you? I'm good. I'm You're good. Nuts. The sun is shining. I'm feeling good. It's beautiful. My jeans fit me when I put them on this morning. Bonus. Yeah. Bonus. We're doing our headshots today. We're going to yeah. get headshots done. We're going to get maybe a little little photo of the two of us. A little sexy. Of course we're getting photos of us together. No, Those jeans will take me a minute to put on. You don't have them on right now? No. You're wearing black leggings? Mm-hmm. It's like I'm some sort of magician wow that's also my <laughs> uniform and i literally wear them every single day so you're not like totally magician but yeah i feel you like safe bet white sneakers black leggings black shirt jean Hold jacket or jean shirt or plaid shirt nose eyes blonde hair yeah i'm good yeah exactly hair like val kilmer no just kidding <laughs> ah, no no val kilmer this is a val kilmer free zone i'm sure he hears that a lot <laughs> Unsexiest male. No, let's not do this. Un- this no, me. why? I got so in my head. I was like, games, games, games. No, yeah. no. I was getting something that's like, uh, you know, the Mary, fuck, Mary kill game or whatever. Well, let's do it. No, because then that's mean. Oh, get. Oh my god. I know. When the mic is off, the claws come out. Well, when the mic is on, little well, Betty Crocker over there. It. What if one day... I thought you were going to say sexiest. What is your sexiest? Like, who's your top What choice? I'm worried about is I'm going to talk shit about someone, and then one day I'll be alone in a candlelit room with some D'Angelo playing in the background, and Nicholas Cage will walk in, and we'll be able to hook up, and then he'll go, hey, I heard in that thing you said about me what world are you fucking Nick podcast. Cage over D'Angelo? I know, true. No, I mean, I don't mean Deanna was, like, singing. I mean, like, all I know. in the back. In my mind, he was just there in the room serenading you. <laughs> yeah. I love D'Angelo. No, you know what? You know why that shouldn't be a worry of yours? Because Chelsea Handler is super popular and hilarious, and she talks shit about everyone. Yeah, but, yeah. I'm always just worried about... You're so nice. No, I'm not. I'm just worried when it gets recorded that I don't want that to last forever. Yes, well, we all need to be worried about... <laughs> the moment that comes in you and Nick that's why I did out. a podcast I did somebody else's podcast and they I felt like I kept they kept trying to like catch me or trick me into like talking shit about people and I was like I don't feel good about this so what are who are your top three fuckable celebs but like who aren't like mainstream yeah oh, like but like not fuckable celebs like like who are like no i think this is stupid oh my god no i was gonna be like who are like your top this is like a dumb game i don't want to play this. i don't want to play this game anymore 
We've talked about this for I've like... I've never met somebody who gets so excited about something and then immediately retracts regrets. it and stops it halfway through and then I'm shuts it down person, so hard. I'm a person, but I can turn on a dime. But I get on... Yeah, Not I get physically, on, but emotionally. I get, <laughs> <laughs> I get on board and then you just... And then you just drop the gavel. Okay. How are you? How's Sarah doing? I'm good. I'm good. I've been doing a boot camp for the past six weeks. I can tell you're ripped. You're shredded, girl. Shut up. <laughs> but I can deadlift 110 pounds, which I couldn't before. Wow. Which is pretty good. Is that how much Opie weighs? No, Opie only weighs 50, 55 pounds. He's so skinny. Actually, he is skinny. No, he's looking And when you guys got today. back from your honeymoon, he was like slim shady. Yeah, he was super. That was because he was just playing with his girlfriend all day long. But now he's gained some weight back. He's looking pretty fly. No, he's yeah. looking lean. And I don't know. Well, he's he's got to get his... looking good for like walking the beaches in the summer. Right. He's got to yeah. get his beach bod together. Yeah, That's exactly. my excuse too. No, I've honestly, it's been really nice because it's a lot of weightlifting. And I feel stronger mentally, which is which is awesome. That's good. Yeah. And it's so funny. Do you scream when you weightlift? Scream? Are you like, rah? Remember we had, we oh, talked yeah, about grown. this on the podcast. Oh yeah, I groan for sure. You get more power or whatever if you do it? Yeah, I definitely groan. It's also because it's an all-female environment, so I really don't oh, care. What's yeah. interesting though is, Would is that- Would you care if there were guys there? I've seen you not care lots of times. You know what? I just don't care in general, but it does make it easier when there's, I don't know, it does make it easier. However, there are a lot of girls that come with like their- Long false eyelashes and full Somebody makeup. Somebody else was telling me about the, their boot camp or their workout class or spin class. My friend Christine, who goes to spin class all the time, she was saying people show up with like. But done she goes to Soul Cycle. Oh, it's the type of yeah. place. It's the type of place for sure. But and you there just are some melt people not like your that. face when you sweat. What the I fuck? I know, but the, like sometimes what a the waste trainers. Of makeup. Sometimes trainers take out and like, what do you have? Fucking shellacked on your face. Otherwise, it would just be streaming. Well, if you have fake lashes then that doesn't but maybe they have yeah if you have lash extensions but i just like roll in there looking like oh i've seen how you look looking you look like out. a pierogi I've with seen pubes ya, i've smelt you yeah you're not trying to impress anyone with no that but it's funny because i'm there i mean obviously i want to feel good in my body but like i'm there for sanity and it's so clear who's there for sanity and who's there for vanity do you know what I mean? Remember just, when like, I checking told themselves you that I smelt you at the grocery store the other day? You smelt, no, you smelt sweaty me at the grocery store and I went potato-y and then you tried not to project <laughs> vomit everywhere. That I don't know gross. why that was so bad. Like I could have gotten worse. I will never get over that hug you gave me when you were soaking wet and it physically made me gag. And you like a real good part of you thought that for sure it was from a shower. I was hoping. Yeah. That no one in their right I love right sharing sweat. Mind, ugh. <laughs> Don't. I will on it. I'll throw up. As I said, that's not just shot out of my nose. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love sharing all bodily fluids. Um, but I had another fun positive thing happen to me. I guess it was a couple weeks ago. Um, so there's a coffee shop in the beach just down the street from me. Yeah. And there's, um, I guess, like a second one of that. It's called the Remarkable Bean. And they okay. opened a oh, second. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And they opened a second one in Leslieville. Yeah. Um, and a weekly comedy show is hosted there. And so their staff goes in between the two because they're relatively close. And so I performed there. And then I guess a week or two later, I was at the one at the end of my road uh, doing some work. And I feel a tap on my shoulder and I turn around and it's the barista. And I just like, I, I didn't recognize, I wasn't really thinking. Yeah. And she was like, hey, uh, I was working at Remarkable Bean last week in Leslieville and you performed, right? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, I just wanted to say that I'm there every week and I've seen a shit ton of comedians and you are 100% 
one of the best. Aww. And it was just so sweet. Like, yeah. obviously, whatever. Like, she seemed to jive with my sense of humor specifically. Yeah. Um, but it was a really nice, unexpected compliment. And I can I get really that. self-deprecating. Yeah. And so it felt, yeah, it just felt really nice. She didn't have to say that at yeah. all. So it was quite sweet. Yeah. I've gotten at two work events that I've been at, like two conferences. Have I brought this up before? I've gotten like, people have been like, you're that comic that I saw. You're so funny. And like one, I was with a client. I was like, oh yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you. Okay. Bye. <laughs> and then the comic, and then my client was like, what? You do comedy? Cause I like, you know, whatever. Right. I don't really talk about it when I'm with actual clients. And, uh, and then I was at a, like, um, this leaders and icons event and the girl who's working a trade show booth, she came out to me. She's like, I've seen you before. You're a comic. You're really, really funny. I saw you perform whatever night or whatever. And then she was telling her colleague and they were talking about it. And she sent me a really nice message after like, I was like, Oh shit. So nice. And then we both got love on Friday. Was it? Oh yeah. We did. We did Mary Jane's comedy, which was an awesome yeah. show. And we had great sets. And then afterwards you heard someone saying yeah. something nice about me. And I yeah. heard someone saying something nice about yeah. you. Which yeah. Is so cool. A guy was like, that was the funniest thing I've heard in a long time. He yeah. loved He said, your joke was the, best joke he's heard in so long and i'm like that's good man. that's so nice it's a classic is that your like positive yeah. that's great that's a lot of positivity I need a little you know you need you need those things to, to keep going mine is actually kind of along the same lines which is kind okay. of funny because so toronto the other day on may uh or may may 16th every year i guess does greater toronto day right and i posted this on uh, a positive spin instagram mm-hmm. which is at Positive Spin Pod. Cast? No? Maybe just Positive Spin Pod. You know, it would be better if somebody else did it for us. Nope, it's Positive Spin Podcast for sure. Okay, Positive Spin Podcast. I posted on there, I posted on my my own, and the Greater Toronto Day, it was the third year running, and the whole idea was that they put it out to everyone, and you were just supposed to do a random act of kindness for other people in the city. It could be as simple as holding the door. It's like little stuff that we talk about. Like, it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to cost money. Or maybe maybe you do. Maybe you buy coffee for the guy behind you in the Starbucks line or whatever the case is. Or just be nice to someone. Right. Bring in donuts to your work or whatever the case may be, right? And so I woke up and I was like so pumped about this day. I was so like, this is amazing. I love that we're doing this. This is so positive. It's so cool. People were just hashtagging it. Greater Toronto Day. And then they were sharing their good deeds. It was all about just like make everyone feel like this is a fucking awesome city. Everyone's got your back. We're doing great. Like, we're all trying to look out for each other. And I love that idea. Totally. Wake up in the best mood ever. Okay. And I'm like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm going to like, I'm, I'm going to, this is going to be great. I'm going to just nail this day. I'm going to go, I'm going to bring stuff in for my office people. And then I'm going to go do a show later at Yuck Yuck. So I'm going to go and I'm going to go, maybe go get some Tim Hortons or something. Bring them all donuts or something like that at the show. And I'm going to be like. You know, I'm just going to do my good deeds for the day. Mother Teresa. Very quickly, through a series of unfortunate events, (laughs) my day became worse and worse. And it was one of those things where it was just like all those little things started to happen to the point where I was salty as fuck. I was in such a bad mood. I yelled at the barista and I was like, I ordered in advance. How far in advance do I have to order? Because it seems like every time I do, you're not ready and I keep giving it more time. So why don't you tell me how long it takes you to pour a cup of coffee and then I'll order that much in advance. (laughs) And then I was like a royal fucking bitch, like a huge fucking bitch. And I had such a bad day. Then on the phone, I'm talking about, I have some big shows coming up, talking about getting ready for them. 
hung up on our girl Allie, who we talk about every episode, <laughs> hung up on Allie, and I was like, oh, I was basically like, fuck you, thanks for get, taking away all my confidence, and I like was so rude to her. And then I talk to you, and then you're, like, trying to pump me up as I'm going into the show. I'm like, whatever, I got to go. I'm walking into the venue. <laughs> I go, get up on stage, oh, yeah. super weird crowd, do not have a good set, and I'm like, cool. Why don't I just walk into traffic now? This will be a perfect <laughs> fucking cherry on this day. And so I just – it sucked because I started this day being like, I'm going to be positive. Everyone around is trying to be positive. Like, this is what I live for. And then I was just, like, this fucking bitch that couldn't – pull myself out of this, like whatever. So then I go post on Instagram and I just go, had a shitty set slash day, need to look at pictures of kittens and puppies. And then I just like posted on my Insta story, like kittens and puppies. I woke up to so many direct messages in my Instagram of people taking photos and videos of their dogs and cats and sending them to me seem like, don't worry about it. Everyone has bad days. You're fucking awesome. Like, you know, one bad set doesn't make like whatever. And they were just like being so nice to me. They're like, here's a, and my friends sent me all these videos. Like all these people were sending me videos of like pictures of the kittens and puppies. And I was like, oh, this is so nice. That's really nice. So, you know, there is good. There's good. And people reaching out. And plus that day was still really cool. And I'm still going to do what I said I was going to do. It just won't be on the Greater Toronto Day. I'm not going to lie. I thought you were going to say that our conversation. No. 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 I was in the black hole already by then. I had spatulated myself down into a spiral (laughs) of hatred. And I was just like, I'm a piece of shit. And then you're like, no, you're not. I was like, shut up, you piece of shit. You don't know anything either. You're a piece of shit. (laughs) The blind leading the blind in this conversation. Exactly. It's like Val Kilmer talking to Steven Seagal being like, it gets better, man. And you're like, you don't know shit. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) Oh, my God. So anyway, that was my... But everyone reached out and was so nice. That's That's so nice that they pander to you. Whereas I I was like... And I was a little bit like, oh, was I... Did I just become one of those social media people that does something for attention? Sorry. Did you just have one bad set out of 3,000? Shut up. (laughs) That was Sarah's really shitty violin. That's so pretty good, good, actually. Yeah, I thought so, too. <laughs> you even had, like, that... <laughs> yeah, I held the vibrato You even were holding it with your finger and shaking <laughs> your little tiny invisible violin. I think, as far as invisible orchestras go, I'm you winning. would be first chair. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um. Yeah, so that's that. Cool. Also, I really need to pee right now, but let's just ignore that fact. Okay. We'll Do you think you can through. make it? We'll just push through. I mean, yeah. We'll okay. Well... Do you want to go first? Sure. I, like I always go first. You Why do. You go first. Oh my god. What are your articles? Okay, so I found this thing where okay, so there's a guy uh, who lives in Mexico. His name is Pedro Reyes, and he is uh, what is called a quote unquote creative activist. So he lives in the city in Mexico with the highest gun deaths in the country. And for him, when he makes art, his focus is showcasing the failures of modern culture um, by repurposing them and and making them uh, in a positive, making them be seen in a positive light. Right. He says he doesn't believe in failure, but instead believes that failure is the outcome of a certain perspective, which is really, Hmm. really interesting. Um, So he transforms things people see as broken and remodels them to be seen in a new way. So concerning guns, because that obviously hits home with him. Um, he felt that something positive could be transformed from their matter and therefore started a campaign asking residents to, 
asking residents to hand over their guns in exchange for a coupon they could use for electronics or household supplies to give them some incentive. And then after he collected a whole bunch of them, they were taken to a military base, smashed with a steamroller, melted, and then recycled into shovels with wooden handles. And now they exist solely for the purpose of planting trees. Oh, it was like digging graves. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. No, he says a shovel like a gun can be used for a productive purpose or a hateful one. But with inspired intent. Like digging graves. Yeah, I was thinking more like bludgeoning someone to death oh, with yeah. a shovel. Yeah. Um, but with inspired intent, may these tools always be utilized for the purpose of optimizing land and creating space for something new to flourish. Oh, that's awesome. I just awesome. thought that was beautiful. I think that's really cool. I mean, the the asking people to donate their guns in and of itself is, yeah. is a great feat. Yeah. Um, and actually, interestingly enough, when I was looking for supporting articles, and this isn't an article in and of itself, but it was just interesting to see how many programs actually exist um, around North America, incentive-based programs. So, so like you give back guns to give your guns, and then you get yeah. like food stamps or yeah. fresh produce or whatever it is uh, yeah. in exchange, which I thought was quite cool. I didn't really know a lot about that. So then I was like, who else is doing like cool artsy stuff with guns to try and get rid of them and make them into something positive? Um, interestingly enough, neither of these people are American. But anyway, um, there's this Colombian yeah. musician named uh, Cesar Lopez. And this is so fascinating. So uh, he said he had a moment of inspiration in 2002 where he noticed a soldier in Bogota holding his rifle the same way that he holds his guitar. Hmm. So he decided to uh, take weapons that had been used by guerrilla and paramilitary groups in Colombia's conflict and turn them into something positive, similar to this other guy, Reyes. So um, they create a, a guitar with a body made out of an an operative gun and he calls it an escopetara which is like a spanish hybrid for guitar and shotgun somehow just works smushed together yeah um but now so he's produced about 17 out of rifles and ak-47s shit all used previously by illegal armed groups in colombia's conflict and turned into the government voluntarily as part of the country's peace process and so they're just like sitting in a pile and then he says he's given them to everyone from Latin rock stars to museums. There's even one hanging at the United Nations building in New York. Oh, cool. But then in 2006, Colombia's uh, United Nations office against drug and crime named this guy uh, Cesar Lopez. It's official messenger of nonviolence. And for that particular like post and deeming him yeah. that title, um, he was traveling around Colombia and as far as the U.S. and Singapore to broadcast this message and holding workshops in prisons um, and amongst youth living in poverty to bring them this guitar because he was saying that um, often these these people feel like holding a weapon brings them some sort of power and strength. Right. right. Uh, and so they they have this idea that it's brave, makes them more brave or worthy. And he said they usually start off holding the escopetara like a gun with a finger on the trigger. But by the end, they end up strumming the guitar and making music. And he was like, finally, they realize that it's an exercise about transforming one thing into another. And if That's this weapon cool. can change its natural structure into something creative, then maybe people can too. Cool beans. Tell me your beans and cools and beans. Cool beans. Beans. You're so hip and fly. Cool. So Are you like totally like a young, hip, cool person that's I'm totally like relevant? The grooviest. <laughs> You're such a loser. <laughs> 
Um, I'm gonna cry. Like I honestly, like when I, I've read I'm this, scared for you. Please, I've cry. read this twice, and I've like cried both times I've read it. Okay, well, third time's a charm. Don't cry. Okay, guys, because this is like it's just it's really beautiful and emotional, and there's a she was called the Hug Lady. Who's she? she? This woman, yeah. Hug Lady, mm-hmm. Hug Elizabeth Lady Laird is her name. Okay, she was 83. She recently passed away. They called her the Hug Lady. Because she gave out, they estimate, approximately 500,000 hugs to soldiers going to and coming back from war. Wow. So she had a really long battle with breast cancer. But in 2003, she started going to a military base in Texas. And she's been going there for years. And so when soldiers are going to leave for deployments and they return home... I'm like, I'm going to cry. Are you doing it right now? Yeah. Yeah, That's okay. I know. I love her. That's okay. I love her too. I don't know why I'm actually crying. Stop looking at me. Turn away. Turn away from me. I'm a monster. (laughs) (laughs) It's because it's like this cute little old lady and she died of cancer. And so when she was dying, like all these soldiers... Love her and call her the hug lady. This is so bad that I'm doing this, by the way. Okay. Um, so all these soldiers came to her hospital room to hug her before she died. And she is like the cutest, tiniest little old lady angel. And they all raised like a hundred thousand dollars for her medical treatment. That's beautiful. And you know how old people, you know how that gets me. Yeah. You know how, like, older people I have, like, a soft spot for. I know. And then, like, all these hot soldiers hugging this cute little old lady who's given them 500,000 hugs over the year. <laughs> and then she went to a cardiac arrest, but it's fine. It's oh. fine. <laughs> it just meant because they're so sexy. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. <laughs> and then I I hugged the soldiers and slash fuck them. Um, yeah. So, so, so uh, sorry, how did she, like, It was just, like, a civilian role? thing she wanted to volunteer just to tell them that they were like loved and they were being thought of and that just to welcome them home when they came in. Uh, Cause I guess not everybody has somebody waiting for she them. She volunteered for the Salvation Army at Fort Hood um, before she started graduated to giving hugs to them at this Texas military base. Um, Cause yeah, not before everyone. Before she graduated to full-time hugger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so speaking sweet. of full-time huggers, I found an article that talks about professional cuddling is booming under the Trump administration. So people, because like people are struggling to figure out how to cope and all those types of things. Totally. Human touch can be such a huge aspect of that. Um, so there's all of these shops where you can like all these things popping up where you can go and do group cuddling sessions, but it's all G rated, all G rated. Like it's not, there's no bikini area touching allowed. Yeah. Um, and people do them in like groups and they do like, I can see you want to say something. There's like group, like spooning on the floor or whatever, (laughs) or you can do individual ones. Some of the individual ones go like for 80 bucks an hour, but there is supposed to be no sexual, anything that takes place. And there's a place called the love dome, which trains people to be professional cuddlers. This was, I was a little bit like, okay, you're just taking people's money. She's like on their website. It says, (laughs) is it really possible to be paid to cuddle with somebody? Could life be that good? The answer is yes. But is it easy to cuddle somebody? The truth is it takes practice and work. A combination of being a social worker and a massage therapist. Anyway. I mean, not that'll make train. sense, especially because it has to be professional. 
But you don't, yeah. Okay. I think more of the training think, is like, don't touch this. But to pay for a class to learn how to hug people? No. But that's really funny because a couple years ago when I was looking for work, my mom sent me an article about professional cuddlers. And she was like, I think you'd be really good at that. I actually think you'd be good at that, too. (laughs) I think you'd be really into it. I love hugging. And I love. I'm a hugger. Yeah. I feel like we both give good hugs. I always hug. And I'm a hugger for like comics and stuff, except when you get up on stage or shake your hand. Yeah. Always. Which you're, uh, yeah, I know. But I like whenever (laughs) I see comics or whatever, I always hug them, except there's some people that like. Don't I can tell like don't touch, want yeah. her not a hugger or whatever. I don't shake their hands, but generally speaking, I'm like a big hugger. And there's a girl that I work with who's so cute as well. She uh, uh, she works on uh, our shows and stuff. And she came up to me the other day on my birthday and she was like, I don't, was it on, I think, yeah, I think it was on my birthday. And she's like, happy birthday. And she's like, would it be okay if I gave you a hug? And I thought it was so cute that, that she not only so asked, sweet. but I was like, of course. And then she came up and gave me like a really nice hug. So ask people for their consent before you touch them unless oh they're opening God. their. Oh my God. Now we have to ask for consent to hug someone we know. No, no, no. Not someone you know. If somebody's like, can tell you're like embracing it. But if it's someone you don't know very well, be like, is it okay if I give you a hug? I don't think there's anything wrong with you that. You know how awkward it would be afterwards when they say no? And you're like, oh. Cool. Cool. I'm just going to hug this chair for a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to hump this chair in the corner. <laughs> you go over there. I'm fine, though. I'm totally fine. So That's really cool. Professional cuddling, it's like this uh, It's this big thing. Yeah. And it's also really interesting and really nice that, like, especially under the Trump administration, when obviously I'm sure a lot of other things are going on that people are coping in yeah. poor ways. Um, or, you know, resistance fighters and all that sort of stuff can be oxytocin born. and it has like all those same chemicals but of like, but they're going towards and... like comfort and happiness. Yeah. And you know what I mean? When there's intense times, there's like some people that some go running every morning guns or guitar guns and yeah. some just want to hug. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some people like hit the bottle and some people go running and like, it's just nice that that's something that's happening. Yeah. I'm like, if you want to touch is very important. I won't tittle your diddle if anyone wants a hug and you want to pay me to fucking hug you i'll spoon you all damn day yeah opie will come but you you do it for free right what do you mean professional cuddlers get paid no i know but like you would like some if someone came up to you and they're like hey hug me i love those things where you see like videos of people being like i need like, a hug or like the ones that are like free hugs and people run up and hug them and stuff i love it yeah I no i those. have i just don't i uh when it first started it was like a, i loved it or like when there's a dude being like free hugs and i'm like nah i ain't oh. got some people i can snuggle i saw one where was it i saw a video of one where it's like these people wore these shirts or didn't have these signs and they were like i'm it was like it was people who were gay who were like abandoned or something by their families I mean, like, I just want to be accepted. Will you accept me? And people were going up and hugging. I'm going to cry again. Oh, yeah. I would <laughs> for sure hug them. Oh, I can't believe I like that. No was more like, tears. Full, no more tears. I just get so I love. I know. Stuff. I love. I love that you I feel love it love. with so much emotion. Am I just dead inside? No, I feel like I feel everything with so much emotion. That's why. Although I talked about bawling the other day. <laughs> yeah, true. You did. But I feel like it for me, because I have, I can get really excited really quickly. Really, maybe we've talked about this before. Yeah. Really angry, really quickly, really like whatever. So my emotions, I feel like are always just like right below the surface. And like, I, I remember seeing an interview with, I don't know who it was. Uh, who's Dax Shepard? Kristen Bell. Mm-hmm. Kristen Bell. And she was talking about how her emotions are constantly, they're either at like a three out of 10 or they're at like a nine out of 10 or so. Yeah. She has no middle range. Yeah. She either feels nothing or everything. And I'm sort of like that. And most of the time I hover near the top. And so I can easily 
be pushed to one way or another. But I could also easily then, if I'm really angry, I can calm down really quickly or vice versa. Remember, <laughs> you're just a quick fuck. Remember when yep. we remember we were talking about this, about like mental health problems. And I was like, oh, like anxiety, depression, whatever the issue. And, um, and you were like, yeah, like, uh, my friends say, like, I don't have any issues. It's really weird. I don't have any. I mean, I can get, like, really extreme really quickly and then really low really fast. But, like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, my sister calls that rapid cycling. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really nice way of saying bipolar. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on, Sarah. Before I spatulate you the fuck in the face. <laughs> I just love you see how she just got so mad <laughs> I just, so quickly. Oh my god, I hate, hate you. Whatever. Okay. I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah. For my throwaway? Yeah. And I also have, really have to pee now. Like, okay. really, real bad. You literally peed right before we recorded. I am drinking a liter oh, and true. a half of water. That's true. Okay. Well, just squeeze it to wait. Okay. So I think you're going to really like this. I'm doing kegels. So it's part of a... <laughs> <laughs> It's part of a pilot program in San Diego. Um, it basically, it's the headline is the homeless in San Diego are getting jobs thanks to a 16-year-old boy. So it's part of a pilot program I've seen in, this. in San Diego. Did we not Diego. talk about this? No. Maybe it's one of these that I've seen before. Okay, I'm just glad it's not your throwaway. Don't steal I my I love thunder. it. Tell me more. Okay, thank you. I don't have to go pee. Go so talk San, slower. I'm going to talk really <laughs> slow. You just wait. San Diego. No, San Diego... Um, Apparently hosts the country's fourth largest homeless population. And this pilot program hires uh, people suffering from homelessness to help clean up the city's streets. And it was started by this high school kid named Kevin Barber. And he got the idea from a TED Talk video that was showcasing a similar program in Albuquerque, New Mexico, that invited panhandlers to clean local streets in exchange for fair wages and access to city services. Yeah, that's what we talked about before, maybe. Did we? I'm almost sure we've talked about this before. So Maybe he said, I don't know. So he said it just looked really simple and the statistics were staggering. Like what a smart little dude. Yeah, and that's apparently cool. now cities across the country are using similar programs to provide hundreds of part-time jobs to the homeless. Um, and I mean, so his mom's an emergency room physician. She interacts with people suffering from homelessness on a daily basis. So right. I guess he's obviously sensitive to these issues, yeah. which is wonderful. So she was really excited that her son was into this and had this idea. So they reached out together to the city government to start a trial run of the program. And it's called Wheels for Change. And his mom paid for the six-month pilot run out of pocket. And now the city's considering financing the program and moving forward. Local politicians are getting on board. Fuck yeah. Um, Anyway, a guy who works at a nonprofit called Alpha Project that works um, in tandem with Wheels for Change. And he's Alpha Project helps... uh, Wait, do you have a supporting to your throwaway? No. Okay. This is part of the same thing. It Feel, was just the feels point long. that. <laughs> do you know how long we talked about a denim jacket today? Um, Probably I think that like was 15. the last episode. Do you know that this is making your pee time farther and farther away? Oh my god. Anyway, the point is is that it's working because he was basically commenting on the fact that he works with these guys every day and um it's become like a community thing. Like people volunteer and they come and chat and supply refreshments and he said it's been really medicinal um because these are people who've always been marginalized and treated as irrelevant and now they're actually functioning members of society and they're being accepted and encouraged and then after their shift they're brought back to the shelter given their pay in cash 
and then they're not allowed like they're not done until um part of their job is they're expected to connect other people with the services and now the waiting list to participate in wheels of change is more than 150 names long whoa that's amazing so they're going to try and bring out more programs and more like bus trips during the day and yeah they're just starting something really cool that's amazing good for him what's his name kevin barber way to go kevin way to go kevy kev Kevin Kev, my throwaway is there was a touching moment. You're going to cry? No. Well, maybe because <laughs> it involves an older lady. There was an elderly female stranger waiting in the sun at a bus stop in a wheelchair. It was like a brutally hot, scorching day. And this kid came to pick his mom up at work. Uh, her, his name is, what is his name? Uh, Lewis, I think. I think his name is Lewis. Uh, oh no, sorry, Jordan. His name is no, his name is Lewis. His name is Lewis Jordan. So Lewis uh, saw the elderly woman waiting at the bus stop when he was there to pick his mom up for work, mm-hmm. and felt so bad for her because she was waiting there for someone to come get her or something like that, or something had happened, and someone called to have her picked up by some service or something like that. And so he just said he felt really bad for her, went in the trunk, got an umbrella, and stood there for an hour and 45 minutes shading her and sat with her and talked with her. Maybe I will cry. <laughs> <laughs> while while they waited. It was an hour and 45 minutes. And now they built up this strong rapport because they hung out for like almost two hours talking. So he goes, and whenever he sees her waiting at the bus stop, he'll go out and like hang out with her. She's in a book club, and then he like talks with her about the books and stuff. And they like so sweet. hang out. His mom is named uh, Burnett Botts, and she said that his son, her son is just like a really kind, really lovely guy. Uh, and he actually risked his life to rescue his grandma during Hurricane Harvey. And he's just like. A fucking rad kid who's like... What a good... Look at these kids. Dude. These young kids doing great things. Well, that's awesome because there's also a lot of young shitheads. So we need the good ones to combat. But like took an umbrella out of his mom's car, shaded an older... What did that take? It took nothing but his time and his willingness to do it. No money. It didn't... You know, whatever. And that's fucking awesome. No. and and But also like not to discount from that because... A lot of people like nobody even has time to wait behind somebody who has their left indicator on. You know what I mean? We just need to zip around to save that extra second. And he was like, this could take two hours and I don't give a shit. I just want to help her out. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. Anyway, that's it. We're doing it, guys. We're doing it. And I'm going to go pee. You got to do it, too. Let's all do better. We're all just trying here. We're all just trying. Okay, bye. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe.